0: Hello and welcome to Bellhaven Podcast. I'm your host, Brent Weber. On today's episode, you'll be listening to PSY 203 General Psychology with Professor Mark Hunter. I hope you listen and enjoy. Hi, in Module 10, we're going to talk about development and prenatal and newborn development. We talked about nature and nurture and how genetic... uh, what we inherit from our parents, how does that have an impact on our um, development? And we talk about with development continuity and stages, things that all people, all babies go through. And what are some of the stages that are temporary, but what are some that persist through life? Um, At the prenatal stage, um, genetics, environmental factors do affect development. Um, You know that they can actually learn some language while the baby's in the womb. Uh, The babies show preference for their mother's voices and um, the placenta screens out harmful um, chemicals and things like that that might have an effect. So um, if that is affected by the drug use of the mother or, or some illness, that can have an effect on the development of the child. Now, all children here have a, um, um, we have this automatic reflexes. If you've ever uh, had uh, touched the hand of a newborn baby, they automatically will grab onto your finger. And that's just a reflex that um, the the physicians will check to see is the baby doing that normally. And those are things that we, we look for it's called an APGAR test, to they, to try to uh, determine um, is this baby healthy. Now the this things on the uh, that looks like the light bulbs, the diagram there. What that showed is that they showed these pictures to uh, newborns, and you know just right out of the womb, and they babies prefer the picture on the left with the two eyes, the two. It looks more like a human face than the one on the right. And so we have this inborn preference for the way our phases are designed. In infancy and childhood, brain development is huge. And if you look on the diagrams on this slide, you'll see that newborns, these are neurons. This gives you an understanding of um, what is there. So you see that you know there's relatively few and they're kind of scattered and some of them are making connections with each other well in three months you can see it gets a little bit more complex and then at uh, fifteen months you start to see the complexity even increase more and they're making these neural connections they're making this understanding of um, making the signals are going between different parts of the brain so um, things that we use uh, a lot will form more neural connections. If there's a skill that we don't use, uh, you've heard the term use it or lose it, we do lose it. And we prune it and it's, it's not used in that part of the brain. So there are some critical areas uh, and times in the life of a child when it's necessary to get the stimulation, the nutrition, and all that's needed. To form these really strong neural connections. Motor development usually occurs in a a universal way. Motor means how do we use our arms, our legs, um, and you know, about able to the stages that babies go through to move about. Um, The um, skill development, where they're able to maybe roll a ball or do things. Um, interaction with their parents you know some has a lot to do with the maturing muscles that they can be able to set up or do have the ability to focus in and use their hands and of course some of it is the culture that they're raised in about as these activities promoted and so the children learn to do these Um, so the brain is maturing quickly during this time it's a lot of rapid neuron growth and There's, um, um, you continue to develop this area, especially with memory, even into the adolescence. One of the the big figures in psychology, and and really in developmental psychology, the biggest name is Piaget. And he really focused on how do children understand or construct understanding of the world in their interacting. He's saying that our minds are not just... A blank slate or an empty pail that are just filled with information, know that uh, children take the information presented to them and they construct it, they put it together and terms that you'll read about and learn more about are schema and assimilation and accommodation that we have a schema which is really a script that we see the world, we see uh, that this happens first and this happens back and then they start to make um, they learn about pets and animals and things and then, you know, at first children can't quite tell the difference between a cat and a dog and then eventually they start to um, make accommodations and making some changes to their understanding they'll see a small dog and a big dog but they're both dogs and then they start understanding the nuances between that. So those stages are very important for children to go through. The first one is a sensor motor stage and that's really from birth to age two and as the name implies it's the senses and motor skills. It's moving about and that's why children go and they grab things, they put them in their mouths, they want to become, they want to understand what the world is like by feeling and touching. Pre-operational thing, stage is usually up to age six to seven right before, you know, uh, elementary school and the they're able to do more things but they're they do have a little trouble with the ideas of of, um, more complex uh, understanding of things like if you have a tall thin glass of water and you uh, pour that liquid into a short uh, wide glass they'll think that there's actually less water because it's shorter than the, uh, the taller glass. And these types of experiments were done by Piaget for understanding that those skills really don't develop until a certain age. During the seven to 11, which we kind of consider the elementary years, uh, they be able to start thinking logically about some things. And we start to learn math skills and make that transformation, but the formal operation skill uh, stage, which is 12 up, middle school, high school, is when you start to be able to think more abstractly. When you're able to have uh, to understand different theories, like what is justice, what is um, morality, things not just in ways of of um, you know, right and wrong for you, but what's best for the society. So those skills develop uh, in those areas. Now, um, an alternative view is presented by a Russian psychologist named Lev Vygotsky, And basically, he added to what Piaget was thinking that it's interaction through language and the environment and that a term that he used was scaffolding that children learn through the involvement of others in there that Piaget's view focused a lot with the child and the environment. Vygotsky's ideas and theories brought in the necessity of having others as mediators as part of that. Um, Then sometimes there can be issues in the cognitive development. Uh, Autism Spectrum Disorder is an area that's focused on uh, getting a lot more information out now, but Uh, trying to understand the causes of that where there's interference in um, communication and social skills, but there's, as it says, it's a spectrum. You can have people who are, um, have some difficulty and some have uh, much difficulty in those areas. Um, So, at birth, Children have a preference for different faces, different voices. Some of those are formed while they're in the room. Around eight months, they form this thing called object permanence. So, if you take a an object and you put a towel over it, uh, before eight months, they think that the the ball of the toy went away. But if you, after eight months, they understand that the object is still there under the towel, and um, the. Um, Around 13 months is when they have anxiety disorder, um, when they're separated from their parents and and have those troubles. Uh, Attachment is really an issue of, when you start forming bonds, the emotional tie to another person. Um, This is one of the more famous experiments by Harlow, where the the monkey was preferred, he would spend, about 23 hours with the cloth uh, artificial monkey on the right uh, because it was warm and it was um, more inviting but he just went over to the one on the left which was just a cage because he needed to be fed but the preference would be to be with a more warm cozy uh, one that he could actually touch Attachment goes into lots of different areas, and, um, and I encourage you to go into more in depth, but how we make attachments with uh, people, our caregivers at a young age also has an effect on how we have attachments with others as we get older. Um, the, um, the perspective of having two parents, and uh, you know that's not always possible but the value of that is uh, informed in this uh, module as well. And that uh, the relationships that are built and the trust that is given between a parent and a child can have, um, lay the foundation for uh, a good marriage, a good family for that child as they get older. Um, Sometimes the attachments are disrupted because of uh, loss of a parent or because of, they've been orphaned or because of some tragedy or some sort like that. Um, the, um, and these traumas have an effect in brain development and it talks about having that they're more startled by, uh, by different um, activities or stimuli when they're infants and that it may affect some of the uh, development later on. But not all children that are abused are damage. Some are, you know, most children are resilient. They're able to overcome that. Their brain's plasticity is able to proceed and go forward. Um, Different types of parenting style, authoritarian or permissive or negligent or authoritative and um, so your book goes into more detail in, in those areas. We go to adolescence and this is such a time when we are Uh, Hormonal changes are happening, we're getting the sexual maturation and uh, it's between that time of childhood and adulthood. And the, um, our impulse control as steadily grows the blue line, we get a little bit able to say no uh, and we tend to get, um, um, we decrease in our sensation seeking. So as you can see where these cross is right it's the end of adolescence, about 19, 20 years old. Um, we develop the ability to reason, think more abstractly, and this is reference to what I said earlier with Piaget. We have moral changes in development and so we start making decisions about what is, what is moral, what is immoral based off the different stages that we are in. And so Kohlberg is the one who investigated this and talks about this um, more. And um, he divides this uh, idea of morality into three areas, and so I encourage you to, to look at that more closely. We want to find out who we are. The big question when you're an adolescent is who am I? What's my identity? And so this is a time of experimentation with looks and ideas and different groups that you hang out with. And so as you can see here that, as uh, we've gone from the last century, um, that monarchy um, comes earlier now to girls, and marriage is happening later. And so this period of t- transition to adulthood is lengthened actually in the last century. And when you get into adulthood, you do have physical changes. You know you're, uh, your muscles aren't as strong, maybe your reaction times are not as uh, quick as you once were. Sexual uh, fertility and interest uh, can sometimes decline. Um, and so these things have an effect physically, and, but um, it doesn't mean that all is lost. It just means that sometimes you have to make accommodation. And one of the important things is that exercise actually slows aging and enhances bones and muscles. And so this is a way that God has provided us to kind of uh, slow down the aging process. And when you get older, you have a little bit more difficulty remembering things and being able to uh, have those those terms on your tip of your tongue that you can't quite remember. Um, So those are effects of Uh, what's happening with our memory as we get older. But um, we are able to keep our brains active in this time, and there's many different ways that we can um, enhance our brain use that, you know, brain fitness, you see some different apps or activities or things when you're having to do critical thinking skills as we get older. Um, A midlife crisis, when we start understanding, you know, do we reach our goals? Do we have those things that we want to achieve, are they there or not? And um, so those things can actually happen. But um, we, it can be a time where we have an understanding of what um, true love is, what you know, biblical love is with our, our partner, with our community, with our church, what our work's value is for us. And as we get older about the sense of well-being, a sense of satisfaction, that we have and the bad feelings that we have about the negative issues in our life start to fade away. And so uh, all this is connected again to the biological, the psychological, the social interaction and how we get through these times. And then of course, what we all are going to die and how do we uh, understand what the meaning of death is. And as Christians, what do we look forward to and the glory that we have? How do we deal with the deaths of others and our own impending death? So uh, these are uh, just a quick overview of the development stages that we all go through. And uh, I'll see you in the next module.